Well, good morning. It is a thrill to be here with you this morning and to uh, be a part of Youth Sunday. Um, we have spent the summer uh, going through the book of Colossians and specifically looking at Jesus in Colossians. And if you haven't picked that up, that is our theme here this morning is we want to focus on Jesus. So if you would, turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. And when you've found that, uh, please stand to read it with me. You know, one of the, the challenges, it's, it's a great blessing for those of us who have grown up in the church and have been, have been attending church and Sunday school from the, the, the um, earliest times we can remember in our lives. But, you know, one of the risks or one of the, the challenges of growing up in the church, and we've talked about this in our group, is you grow up in the nursery and you sing, Jesus loves me, this I know, and you sing, Jesus loves the little children of the world. And we sing these, these children's Jesus songs. And then maybe as you get a little bit older, all of a sudden Jesus maybe starts to feel, if we were brave enough to admit it, maybe a little childish. We associate that sometimes with our childhood. And the reality is that Jesus is anything but childish. He is the reason for all things. He is the, the focal point of all of creation. And we see that outlined here in Colossians chapter 1, and that's our hope to set our attention on him in this way this morning. Colossians 1, starting in verse 13, says, For he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself might come to have first place in everything." Lord, that's our prayer here this morning, that all that we would do would recognize Jesus as having first place in everything. God, we commit this morning to you, and we look to see that all that we would do would point to Jesus and proclaim him as holding first place in everything. And we pray that you would help us to do that this morning. And in Jesus' name, amen. So question for you here this morning. What are you planning on doing tomorrow? What's on your calendar for tomorrow? Think about what you are planning to do 24 hours from now, and then think about how does anything you do today impact what you might be doing tomorrow? How, does, how do your actions and your plans and your decisions that you make today affect what you're going to do tomorrow? And now what I want you to think about is think about what you have, are planning to do, what's on your calendar for 16,422 years from today. What's on your calendar 982,722 days or years from now? And if we just want to stretch our brains a little further, what's on your calendar for 8,427,732 years from now? And what we want to suggest is that what you do today is going to impact what you're doing 10 million years from now because you're going to be doing something 10 million years from now. This life is but a brief moment, but our souls will exist for eternity, and this is just a breath of time in, in our existence here on this world. We get a glimpse of this 
In Revelation chapter 5, and the Apostle John writes this, And I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a book written inside and on the back, sealed, sealed up with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to break its seals? Now this book is a representation of something that's really important. It represents the title deed to the universe, like you hold title to your house. This is the title deed to the universe. The one who claims the book owns the universe, can lay claim to the universe. And John goes on and writes, And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the book or to look into it. And I began to weep greatly because no one was found worthy to open the book or look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Stop weeping. Behold, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome so as to open the book and its seven seals. And I saw between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders a lamb standing as if slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he came and he took it the title deed to the universe out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, having each one a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals for you were slain and did purchase for God with your blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation and you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God and they will reign upon the earth and I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing and every created thing which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them I heard saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. That's the scene of what eternity holds, that we will come before the risen Lamb and we will say, Worthy are you to take title to the universe. It all belongs to you. See, back in Colossians 1, we read that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And then the next phrase is that he is the firstborn of all creation. Jesus was not created. He was not born first of all creation. What firstborn is referring to in the sense is that he is the inheritor. There are other times in the Bible where, where there are people and the birth order is laid out and somebody who is not born first is called the firstborn because the person who was born first sinned and forfeited their inheritance. So somebody not born first is called firstborn because they have the inheritance that is owed to them. And that's what Paul is saying in Colossians 1, that Jesus inherits the earth, that Jesus is the priority over all of creation, that Jesus has the right to claim the title deed to the universe. And then Paul finishes that passage there that I read uh, in Colossians 1, and he says, so that he might come to have first place in everything. 
So that's our goal here for this morning, is we want to encourage you to see Jesus, to hold Jesus as first place in everything. So this morning, and for the next 30 minutes or so, there's going to be a bit of chaos going on around this room. Um, I want to give you a little bit of uh, heads up as to uh, how to endure the next 30 minutes. Um, I, I want to encourage you to just take it in. This is going to be a thunderstorm of rain pelting down on you with God's word and truth in song and in word, proclaiming that Jesus is to have first place in everything, that Jesus is supreme over all things. And I just want to encourage you to let that just wash over you. There's going to be things going on all around the room, and if you're turning your head and trying to follow it all, you're welcome to, but you'll be exhausted by about halfway through. So just, just listen, take it in, meditate on, on what's being proclaimed, and let the truth of, of who Jesus is wash over you here this morning and be encouraged by that. We will never stand in awe of being loved by God until we can reckon with the seriousness of our own sin and the justice the wrath that God has poured out upon us. We are children of wrath. But when by grace we waken to our unworthiness, then we may look at the suffering and death of the Son of God and say, And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the wrath-absorbing propitiation for our sins. We are adopted children of promise. However, we are blind. Our blindness keeps us from seeing from knowing and from understanding. The physically blind cannot see the sun in the sky, nor anything it illuminates. And the spiritually blind cannot see God the sun nor anything reveals. The, the God, God of this world has blinded the, the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. We do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord. For God, who said, Light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. So we pray today that God will say, Let there be light. of God's mystery. That is Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of 
wisdom and knowledge. Seeing Jesus is to recognize him for who he is. Knowing Jesus is to comprehend the height, the depth, and the width of his majesty, power, love, mercy, and grace. Understanding Jesus is to be motivated, driven, encouraged, and empowered by all that Jesus is and all that Jesus has done and all that he continues to do. We want to see Jesus. We want to know Jesus. Isaiah saw Jesus sitting on his throne. He is the image of the invisible God. He was in awe of this Christ that would one day condescend to us. He is the image of the invisible God. Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. He is the image of the invisible God. Hillside, shepherds watch the 
title deed to his universe. Worthy is the Lamb. He is the firstborn of all creation. All of creation belongs to him. He is supreme over it all. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. All that has ever been or will be belongs to him. of our faith, first, last, and same, the name above all names. Crown the majesty, glorious prince of peace, throne in God's right hand, the world at His command, the world at His command. Jesus, Lamb of God, and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Oh 
things are held together. Jesus is my name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are the everlasting God. In Him all things hold together. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. In Him all things hold together. Reproach. When you were dead in your transgression and the uncircumcision of 
of your flesh. He made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, and has nailed it to the cross. The firstborn of all creation, the heir to the universe, died for us. The creator of all things died for us. The one who holds all things together died for us. There's a name. 
anointed one, bright and morning star, chief cornerstone, lion, lamb, Emmanuel, God with us, faithful and true, the good shepherd, Lord God Almighty, Messiah, the Holy One, Jehovah, King of kings, Lord of lords, light of the world, living bread, living water, mighty one of Israel, Prince of Peace, Redeemer, Righteous Judge, Savior, Son of the Most High God, Lord of Glory, the Way, the Truth, the Life, Jesus Christ, the God man, the Great I Am.
we've been presented with this Jesus Christ who walked this earth and lived among normal humans, uh, but not as a, a normal human, as the exact representation, the perfect image of God himself. Everything that makes God God was found in the Lord Jesus. And that truth is, is so great, and yet is coupled with the truth that he died for our sakes uh, to absorb that wrath and to take upon himself the iniquity of us all. Because of that, we, like the writer of Hebrews, need to come before God, we need to draw uh, confidently and unashamedly and with great joy before the throne of God, before a throne where we should be absolutely terrified because of um, how awful we are. And yet through, through the Lord Jesus and his righteousness, we are accepted and we are invited to boldly approach. And one day, that will be consummate. That will be perfect and, and beautiful in every way as we stand before God blameless with great joy. But for today, we, uh, we just get a glimpse of that. Isn't that a cool thing to sing? That we get to come into the very presence of God and have the great joy that is offered only there. We deserve his wrath. We deserve his judgment. We are stained by our sin. And yet because Jesus, because Jesus, the Son of God, took on flesh and was crucified on a tree that he made by people that he created so that we could have the opportunity to come to him and to claim him as the first place in everything in our lives. And that when we do that, then we have the promise that at the cross, he received our sin and we received his righteousness. And we're clothed with that righteousness. And, and then as a result, God makes us stand before him in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy. That's my favorite part. We get to have great joy boldly coming before the throne of Jesus because of what Jesus did for us at the cross. And so when I asked that question earlier, what are you going to be doing 10 million years from now? I hope this is a representation of what your plans are 10 million years from now. But what we do today affects what happens then. And we don't want to waste a day. We don't want to waste anything because if Jesus is first place in everything then, he's first place in everything now. So our hope is that we would, we would live and reflect that Jesus is the first place in everything in our lives. So um, it has been a lot of fun to uh, be able to uh, point to Jesus with you here this morning. Um, and I'm just thankful for the, uh, the chance to, uh, to do this. And I hope that you were encouraged by it. Lord, we are... Um, indebted to you with a debt that we could never repay. God, we um, have no hope except for Jesus taking on flesh and bearing the penalty that we deserve. God, help us to see him as the first place in everything. God, help us not to waste a day where we could live pointing to Jesus as the priority in our lives, as supreme over all things, that we could see and know and understand Jesus for everything that he is. God, help us to do that and uh, help us to go out and be lights in this world that proclaim Jesus everywhere that we go. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.